walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, in this art he is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I, of course, am your host. The hardest part of the ring, Kyle. How is everybody doing today? It is brutally cold here in Virginia. I say that. I mean, it's only like 36 degrees, which I know you fucking northerners. Wow, that's that's a summer up here. (laughs) Fuck off. Leave my sensitive, mild weather ears alone. Okay, look how red my ears are. Do you see that? I don't know if that's translating over the camera, but I'm in pain. I'm in pain. My nipples are hard. My cock is small. But if I wanted to remedy that, if I wanted to go somewhere warmer, where would I go? You guessed it. Cleveland, Ohio for SummerSlam 1996. Oh, the hottest, hottest party of the summer. Come on now. Hot in the sense of like when you have a hot fart where it's just like it's not even like funny because you can't really hear it. It's just quiet and hot and it smells and then your wife leaves you. Um, Yeah, that's what SummerSlam 1996. (laughs) The weird show. We got a weird show on our hands here. We got the boiler room brawl between The Undertaker and Mankind. Shawn Michaels is defending the title against Vader in the main event. How could that end badly? Um, Just a bunch of weird random stuff on this show. We got Jake Roberts and Jerry the King Lawler. I mean, we'll see how this pans out, but you're going to want to stick around to the end because the hardest promotion battle will continue, which of course is where we compare WWF, WCW, and ECW. Uh, by date. So as of this show, as of August 18th, 1996, we'll look at the three companies where we stand as far as storylines, as far as in ring overall company. Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to take a look at it all. So stick around. Um, WWF is currently in the lead. What does that mean? Hardest part of the ring? Well, stay tuned to the end. We'll walk through it. It's a lot of stuff we look into. It's a fun old time. Uh, when we get to the end of 1996, whoever has the most points is going to earn a championship belt purchase from your boy. So, um, but I bring that up because we might have, we might have a lot of worst of candidates, uh, for the year, but again, stay tuned for more on that. But 
I think we should just get right into it. But first, let me give a big old juicy shout out to my boy Matt from the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast for joining me. Always a lovely time having Matt on. You can check out the Shining Wizards Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also check them out live every Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Grinder, Omegle, all of those things. Uh, Periscope? Touts? Probably, right? But uh, no, give them a subscribe. They are a hilarious show. They talk about all of the all of the scuttlebutt going on in this world of wrestling. They do some retro stuff. They get into all like, of course, WWE, AEW. They get into some NWA, some MLW, some Japan. They do interviews. They just had a great interview with Ortiz uh, from AEW just a few weeks ago. So they're all over the place. They do a lot of good stuff over there. It's always an entertaining time. Just just general tomfoolery over there at the Shining Wizards. It's a it's a hoot is, is the only way I can describe it at Wizards podcast on Twitter. All of the socials will be in the, in the uh, description below as well. Shining Wizards podcast. You can find their link tree. You can find shiningwizards.com. It'll take you to wherever you need. And hey, guess what? Your boy, the hardest part of the ring, uh, is going to be a uh, reoccurring guest on the Shining Wizards. Every third Monday, we got a segment called HJC. What does that stand for? Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. But I will have a... Uh, Little, you know, 10, 15 minute segment every third Monday. So if anything else, tune in for that. As of this episode dropping, I was on their latest episode. So you can wind back, you know, two or three days to when I was on. And that was a good old time. Talk some. We talk some thighs in wrestling. Like who has the juiciest thighs? We also talk a little bit about TNA and their pay-per-view they just had uh, this past weekend. Hard to kill. So. It was a good old time. Check that out. Check them out. Check me out at Apron Bump on all the social medias. ApronBump.com for everything you need for this little ditty here. If you want to follow the Wrestling Wars of the 90s timeline, again, that's that's WWF, WCW, ECW, starting from WrestleMania 10 and working chronologically up until now. Hit the link in the description. That'll take you there. Or go to apronbump.com, go to the episodes tab and filter to whatever you want to listen to. Cover a lot of different timelines and whatnot, be it TNA, Ring of Honor, Monday Night Wars, Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression, Progress Wrestling. It is a Chinese buffet up in this bitch. Go check it out. Get you a nice Chinese biscuit. And um, I think that about I think that about does it. Huh? Let's get right into it. Let's get our water wingies and let's get TL Hopper's plunger to work this shit out of uh, out of the pool, I guess. Because summer, I don't know. WWF SummerSlam 1996 with myself and Matt from the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. What uh, Muff? What's her name? Oh, come on now, Nelly. Nelly, Nelly. I have a friend whose cat is name is Muff. Well, Nelly lives upstairs and Muda right. lives downstairs. Oh, that's right. They don't care. get along, right? You don't care. So. I care. No, tell, I, I, I'm a cat guy. We get to it's talk. Fine. It's, look, I understand. You got you got bikini beach blast off on the mind. I know. I know. I know where your your mind is at, Kyle. I can be erect and still talk about cats. 
That's uh, I'm not gonna let you near my cats, buddy. I mean, it's not gonna touch your cats on purpose. See, you summoned her. Hope you're happy. Hey, do you masturbate in front of your cats? No. Do you like make it a point to like make them leave the room? Um, no. So maybe you've you've definitely came on your cats before. No, I've never come on my cats. Why, why are you coming on your cats? Is. So that's how I roll. Oh, well, that's how this podcast is starting. I'm gonna cut everything before that, and you're just gonna be a big uh, cat comer coming out of this. All right, so. that's fine. I can be a cat comer. I am the cat comer. Well, that's just a clip that I have now to use uh, in whatever context I need it. It's fine. Did you ever find the the clip of the free for all? I looked for it. I I saw a few clips of the bikini blast off, um, but not like the whole thing. What about you? I've I vaguely uh, well, I have fond memories of the free for all in general. This one in specific, uh, I, yeah. I definitely remember. I mean, it's if there was ever a free for all, if there was ever a wrestling uh, segment tailored to you specifically, I think it'd be this free for all uh, for a variety of reasons. Well, look, let me let me take you to I mean, I know you're a younger guy, but let me take there was a time, Kyle, please. Right. Where may, maybe you didn't have the TV guide. What? But if you wanted to know what was going to be on what channels, you would go to the channel guide. And there was a point in time when these free for alls, you'd have the full screen and it would just be it would just be scrolling with all the channels and every and you know whatever six six thirty seven seven thirty mm-hmm. uh, and then at the top of that there would be some usually some kind of commercial or an ad for something on pay-per-view but that sunday right before the pay-per-view mm-hmm. seven thirty to eight or whatever fucking time it was there it was in a tiny little box no bigger than me and you are right now on the screen the free-for-all and it was, wow. you know, on the uh, on the channel guide, and you could watch the free for all there if you didn't order the pay per view. If you did order the pay per view, you got it. Uh, you know, it was on the pay per view channel, but you could also watch it on the channel guide. I see, right? And this is like a big box TV with the rabbit ears, and it's black and white, no, all that it wasn't stuff, black right? And white. It's not only 1996. It's not that you know. The black at this guy, black and white. The, the wife's in the background cooking you a hot, a hot meal and and cleaning, and uh, Hitler's over there somewhere. Like this, this is around these times, right? What? It, what? Uh, I would have been like 14. I'm not. It's not fucking 18, 12. I don't have a wife at oh. 14 years old. Well, that's your problem. That sounds like a you problem. No, it was great. I was living my best life. I was playing with my my bone crunchers, and I was watching 1996 SummerSlam. I'll show you a bone cruncher. Oh yeah, that's right. Not, that's so nice. Right, it's my penis. Um, but yeah, yeah but you're no, because at 14, you know, you're just figuring out how your penis works, so you're not ready to be bone crunching things. I'll talk about my own bone that I'm crunching. Right, but like fourteen-year-old Kyle, like you yeah. know, he knew when he saw Marlena and Sonny at the Bikini Beach blast off. You know, he you knew your bone was getting. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Well, during this Bikini Beach blast off, I was three years old, so I don't believe my bone was crunching. Uh, at least oh, so that. now, so now, literal Kyle shows up. Fourteen-year-old Matt has a about? wife. 
making him dinner, but three-year-old Kyle doesn't know his bone I'm sorry. works. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry if the facts just hurt you, but... Uh, but no, I don't have a wife at 14. That's not what the people say. I know this is not... Um, is it? Do you purposely not have a background on this the gimmick here because you edit it later? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I mean, I can put whatever you want. I could put TL Hopper eating a duty. I can put... Uh, oh, speaking of duty, speaking he of duty, a, he wasn't eating a duty. Didn't he eat a duty on the on the blast off? It wasn't a duty. It was like a baby Ruth. It was like a, a it, call back to Animal House. But it's an implied Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Excuse me. Caddyshack. I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, is that, right. That's like one of the first. That's like a silent film, right? Charlie yeah, Chaplin's yeah, in it. It's in, yeah, it's black and white. They just play golf in black and white. And you got to figure the rest out. That sounds like an awful film. I'm not going to. I'm going to continue not watching that. So you said speaking of duty, I'm on the edge of my seat over here. Speaking of duty, uh, this is also the SummerSlam free for all where uh, old Steve Austin made a duty in his pants wrestling Yokozuna, I believe. Correct? I mean, that's what happens when you eat that food in Cleveland. Mmm, Cleveland, because nothing says hottest party of the summer like Cleveland, Ohio, right? See, people people forget, like, they think, like, Austin 316 happened and this dude was at the top of the card. No, no, he's at the fucking free-for-all wrestling Yokozuna and he's shitting his pants in the middle of this match. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised every one of Yokozuna's opponents didn't shit their pants, because, I mean, that dude falls on you. It's just game over. All your intestines got to come flying out of that keister. You know what I'm saying? I mean, realistically, you, if you think if you could hunt down all the job guys that got smushed by Yokozuna, I bet you 99 percent of them would say they shit their pants. But none of them ever got as big as uh, uh, ice cold Steve Austin here. Right. Frosty McFreeze. You're referring ah, to. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Hey, when was the last time you shit your pants? It's been a very, very long time. What's a long time? Talking to the wrong wizard, buddy. You want to hit up T-Donk. T-Donk is the, the master of shitting his pants. Oh, yeah. He's the daily shitter. That's what you call him typically, right? S sometimes it feels like he shits his pants a lot more than a normal human being should, like to the point where yeah. you might need to see a doctor or get it depends. That is a problem. That is just like, you got to figure that out. Tighten that bad boy up, you know? Yeah, well, you know, look, when you get to his age, and if you don't know who we're talking about, folks, Tony from The Shining Wizards, um... He's a little older. You know, when you get to a certain age, you just, you know, farts turn into sharts, sharts turn into shits. Mm -hmm. You know, the itchy balls turn into pee in your pants a little bit. He's a mess, man. It's what? Oh, he's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you scratch, you give yourself a little scratch in the balls, but this the jiggle of your wango tango makes you do tinkle dinkles in your, in your underoos. I didn't like any of what you just said there. Um, I mean, you're, you got a couple, you got some time. You got years to go, buddy. Oh, it's, I'm already getting there, man. I mean, uh, I'm getting to the point where if, if I laugh too hard, I fart like every time. It's it's kind okay, of concerning. You don't like you don't like shit your pants, though. But right. But like I'm I didn't used to do that. I think my sphincter is just oh, I, I don't know if it's the bidet. The bidet I've been using for the past year or two. And maybe I go a little too a little too uh, too hard on the bidet. Maybe we're just I don't know. Let's got to figure some stuff out before I get to where T-Donk is, you know? Yeah, no, I get it. But you're good. Like if you're laughing and farting. But your underoos are clean, and I think you're okay. Right. Like you shouldn't have to worry. Okay. 
Okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep. It's when you, you like take three steps down a stair, and then there's like shit running down your leg, and you don't know how it got there. Then you right. should be worried. Might as well just end it there. I hear you. I hear you. How do you think they fix a broken ring? And, uh, did a ring break here? Well, in the free for all, I know we didn't get to see it, but I vividly remember Yokozuna goes to do the bonsai, and when he grabs the ropes, the ropes break. Oh. And he falls back, and that's how uh, Austin 316 gets uh, his first major victory post King of the Ring. I see, with a, with a big old duty in his, his trunks. Yeah, big upset with whole little fucking spilled coffee running down the inside of his thighs. <laughs> Mr. Hanky just found the exit. He's there. Um, yeah, I don't know how you fix a ring. Maybe a few uh, command strips, some duct tape, bubble gum. That's oh, what I would guess. Fix anything, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. Or you just, you know, you put the thing back where it was and you tighten it up. Do you think, um, you think, uh, Mad Dog, uh, Sean, was he using duct tape for his leg? Yeah, no shot. Right, they ripped that shit right off. Um, that's a good question. I don't know how prosthetics worked back then. Was it just uh, maybe? Uh, Think of like a belt, you know, like a snap and uh, whatever you call the little deal, you know, the gimmick, the clasps, perhaps. I don't know. Mad Dog for Sean, call in if you uh, are still alive. He's probably dead, right? I think he's long dead. Oh, yeah. He's dead for a long time. Thank God. I don't know if you have some kind of zombie phone in your house. I don't know what kind of technology you have. Yeah, you really don't. All right. I don't. How's the weather where you are? Oh, gosh. Let me tell you. Please. Pretty mild, actually. Went outside. Oh, that must. Oh, went outside earlier in my shorts. It was a little chilly. Are you one of those guys that just always wears fucking shorts? I mean, around the house, yeah. I went out to get a package. I didn't, you know, lollygag. I, if, if I was standing okay. out there for a uh, for an hour, I wouldn't wear shorts. But no, I'm. Uh... But around the house, yeah, I wear shorts okay. if if pants at all. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What about the? Do you wear socks in the house or do you go barefoot? So I've recently become a slippers guy. I know this is kind of a breaking news here. All right. Well, this is what this is what the people want. This is what this they is, listen for. I know the people are tuning in. They, they tune in for the wrestling. They stay for the feet talk. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I used but but the slippers. But do you wear? You don't wear socks with the slippers, or then your feet no. get real sweaty. No. 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 I hate socks. If I can avoid wearing socks, I always do. Okay. Okay. This is in, this is important information for later when we do when you when HJC shows up. Yeah, yeah, that's a little tease. That's a little tease. I mean, this it'll be in the past when this. Yeah, comes but you out. know, it's every you never know when this when this comes out. It could be the week after. Like, right, you could be showing up on the Wizards that week. So it's a good point. It's a good point. I'm full um, of them today. Well, speaking of feet. <laughs> speaking of all of them. Speaking of feet, who do you think has the best feet, Mister Perfect, Jim Ross, or Vince McMahon? Oh, uh, Vinny Mac. Yeah, Vinny. I know. Who, I watched the show, man. I'm, I'm the, for the listeners, Matthew. Well, you, it's not the, just me and you just hanging out. I hit the record button. This is for people. To I put understand. In their ears. But if you're listening to the Apron Bump podcast and you see we're talking SummerSlam 96, like you tune in, I would assume you know who Jim Ross, Vince McMahon, and Mr. Perfect right, are. Right. But I'm laying out the picture. I'm laying out the scene that these are the guys commentating the show. We're at, we're, you know, well, just they're not kinda, wrestling. Jim Ross isn't wrestling. We haven't reached that point in his right, career Right, but yet. it could have just been the three guys I pulled out of my ass, you know? My ass. See? Good Jim reference reference right there. <laughs> Jim Ross reference. Jim reference reference? 
Yeah, but you just couldn't be like, oh, it was fucking Ted Baloney, Bill fucking Bangkok, and Cleveland Carl doing the show. Well, it's the, WWF we're I'm talking asking about you here. Whose feet you like? I, I need to try to tie it. It's a segue, Matt. So Vince McMahon's feet, huh? You want to put in your mouth? I don't. No, no, no. You said who had the best feet? No, nothing. I ain't putting none of these dudes' feet in my mouth. What if they're clean? No, what's wrong with you? What if Have you they, ever put a foot in your mouth? What if well, I am right now? Am I right or am I wrong? Come on. Yeah, I need a bell. I'll tell you whose foot I would put in my mouth. Kamala. Whose foot? Kamala. That seems like a cheat code. Well, I mean, he doesn't have feet, so. Exactly. Well, his feet, his foot is somewhere, I would think. Maybe they just throw it in the woods. It's probably in like a box at like a closed spirit Halloween. Some <laughs> decoration nobody brought. It's somewhere we gotta find Vader's like that uh, hidden treasure show on A and E. We need to do a Kamala episode and find that bad boy's. Didn't he lose both of his feet? Yeah, yeah. So the diabetes. Diabetes. This, um, yeah. you've been watching 1996 WWF. The, the the build up to this is this this don't. I love 90s WWF, mm-hmm. but man, this did not feel like a SummerSlam to me, buddy. I thought the same thing, man. Like watching this, it just felt like a like a, a raw, like a bloated up raw. It was, I don't know, man. Like, it wasn't actively bad. I don't think there were some fine moments, but overall, man, this is probably one of the weaker WWF pay per views of the year. I would say. What about you? Uh, I mean, I haven't been watching the year, but just under the SummerSlam banner, uh, yeah, this was a. Uh... So it wasn't a terrible watch, but it just didn't felt like it could have been an in your house. Yeah, but I mean, even like the in your houses in '96 were really good. Like they've they've been on a streak at this point. Like WrestleMania was good, King King of the Ring was good. Um, but yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, was... but it's like it's SummerSlam. It's supposed to be like the biggest show of the summer, and it's like, hey, it's SummerSlam, and you're like. All right, whatever. Opp- opposites attack. Could you pick a shittier fucking tagline by Stridex? What is uh remind me what Stridex is? That's the it was the um it was the acne medicine. You could buy like uh they had a little like pads and you would take them out and you would rub the Stridex all over your face before you went to bed so you could stop or uh make your acne smaller. Did you ever use Stridex? I did. Stridex pads, yeah. Did it work? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Not like to give to a free did, plug but, to Stridex, but you know, I don't even know if they're still a, a company. I doubt they are. Let's see. Are they Please. Stridex? Give it a Google ski because Stridex, yeah, is here, Cleveland, Ohio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still buy. You could get some Stridex medicated face pads on on the interwebs. Wow. I'll put yeah. Put a link in the description below if anybody wants to. I gotta get them to sponsor me. I should get them to sponsor me. I think using these pads consistently has visibly improved the texture of my skin. Wow. Well, that's all the that's all I need. I'm sold. Wow. Well, I'm like an adult now. I don't have acne. If you have, if there's any kids listening though. Mm. Did you, you know, know at that point, like, hey, hey, Mister, thanks for letting, thanks for telling me about the Stridex. Is that how kids talk? I don't fucking know. I think back at your time. That's how kids talked when it was like Maybe. you try try heard. and do the one where they they have like the like the like a like they're just finding their voice like hey thanks mister but then I sound like Mickey Mouse so right yeah it's it's always it's always a struggle when you see little kids 
like Aaron Carter, when he went through puberty, it was like, oh man, now I can't enjoy his singing. You know what I mean? Maybe that's uh, maybe it's a generation gap there. I guess every time I do your show, I'm like, I will not bomb as last as as bad as the last time. But I mm-hmm. don't think I do. I think I bomb worse. <laughs> that's why I have you on. You could jump on the grenade for me. Um, do people like listen and then they're like, please don't have that guy back on. He's fucking awful. I get a lot of fan mail, a lot of fan do mail. You? Of, uh, I will murder you if you have this guy on one more time. But uh, well, a listen seems- to listen, you know? So. Yeah, but that seems aggr- like murder. That seems aggressive. That's what I say. I'm like, come on, take it easy with the, the buggery and stuff like that. But oh, Nelly, no, no, no. You got to get down, Nelly. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, Nelly. Go, go, go. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. I got to no. go. Now. That's a beautiful cat. All right. Well, if she keeps doing it, I'm going to kick her in the face like HBK did to Vader. Ah, move. Segway. Move. You're going to wrap, uh, you're going to put a cast on her arm like Owen Hart has on in this opening match. Owen Hart versus Savio Vega kicking off the show. Uh, ask me why this match is happening. Why is this match happening? I don't know. <clears throat> but. It is a match that happens. Owen Hart has the cast on. He broke his arm, I don't know, maybe two years ago at this point. But uh, I guess he keeps re-injuring it or something along those lines. Lines, you know, I'm, well, I'm that, sure is what, uh, that is what Mr. Perfect said. He's just giving us the facts. You got to appreciate Kurt for that. I think he's full of shit. Whoa. Hot take. I'm just going to say it now. I think he's full of shit. Vince, but- Vince and, and good old JR, they bring up great points. His arm has been in a fucking cast forever. Forever. Sometimes sometimes these injuries take a while to heal. Could have been a, 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 a big compound stress fracture. All the, it's a lot of bones in the hand. It sometimes sometimes they get a little uh, a little stubborn. So it's I kind I of knew. admire Owen Hart for going out there with this debilitating injury. Hey, well, spoiler alert, you're not gonna admire him for much longer, buddy. <laughs> I suppose a broken hand this is leads to issues. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna wish he was doing the cast gimmick in two oh, years. Oh, maybe if um, he had the cast on, he would have. Yeah, maybe it would have stopped his head from rolling off. Um, okay. <laughs> please don't edit that out. Do <laughs> no. not edit that out. That'll be the first um, thing that people hear. I think. Yes, great. The get and now if you go to Apron Pump Podcast, Apron Bump Podcast. Apron Pump. That's my OnlyFans, actually. Uh, you can get the first and only Owen Hart Pez dispenser. <laughs> Down. Down. I knew right from Jump Street, he tried to attack him with the cast, and the referee said, you can't use the cast. I knew this th- 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 This was impossible for this referee to do his fucking job, and it seemed to be a theme throughout the night. All these referees, they sucked. They sucked yeah. dog shit. No, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of blind refs. On this show, but um, lines left. He fucking hit the. He hit Savio Vega with the ref, and the the the, the with the, the the cast, and the referee was fucking standing right there. The ref was ta- he was bambi on roller skates it. in the background. Oh, whoops, the Daisy. I can't see what's happening. Because Savio, I think, moved his arm for a little bit, and then the ref went Bob's your uncle upside down, and then Owen Hart takes his cast off, swings it like a baseball bat. Hits Savio in the face and gets the win. My question is, is that more effective than just hitting him with it on his hand? 
I think that was part. Of the, I think that was the 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 story they're telling is his arm really isn't hurt and he can take the cast off willingly because I think they referenced that he did it on Monday Night Raw too. Yeah, right. He hit Shawn Michaels with it. Yes. But I think there's a bigger story here, Kyle. Tell me. All right. Jim Cornette is in the back with Vader, and he's not ringside with Owen Hart and Camp Cornette. And in the shadows of the entrance lurks the one and only attorney at law, Clarence Mason. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the NWO uh... is on WCW, but we got <laughs> Clarence Mason. <laughs> Come on. Johnny Cochran. He's kind of the same, right? Topical. Oh, fuck. Nelly. Nellie. Nellie is not a big Clarence Mason fan. No, she sleeps all day. And then the minute I sit down here, she's got to be. So I got the spray bottle. Mm. Didn't seem like you're using it. Well, I don't have to. I just I just threaten her with it and she runs away because she doesn't want to get sprayed. I see. Well, yes, Clarence Mason is here. Thank you for bringing. (coughs) Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I think it's a very important part of the story today. Is it? Tell me why. Well, I mean, we're going to find out later in the, the oh, evening. You're doing a little tease, huh? This guy's a fucking it's not my first. Not my first rodeo, Kyle. This guy's been on a lot of bulls on the rodeo. I see. Look, the, I see. the match was fine for what it was, but it's the opening match of, of SummerSlam, and uh, there's no real meat on the bone here for me. There's no history. It's just a match to have a match, and then just to have fucking Justin Hawk, Bradshaw, and Uncle Zeb come out and yell and scream at <laughs> Vince McMahon. Why... The fucking music is playing. He's not mic'd up, and he's screaming at Vince McMahon about something. Oh, he was saying some not nice things about Savio Vega and, and Puerto Rico in general. Uh, the, the gist is he's he wants Savio Vega back on his own damn island, I think is what he said in, in, in some certain terms. Um, and then continues. I think he beat on him a little bit. Who It's Justin Hawk yeah. Bradshaw who gives a turkey. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know, he jumps him, uh, jumps him on his, as the referee is helping him to the back. A big old clubbering with the clothesline. Mm, go back to your country clothesline, I think is what he calls it. Look, man, it's the 90s. What are you, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the 90s, it was known for clotheslines and boiler rooms, but speaking of which, we got old Toddy Pettengill backstage doing the research being a journalist going into the boiler room that we're going to see later uh undertaker and mankind but he's get he's getting the lay of the land i guess dark and ominous this boiler room mankind's just hanging out in a corner somewhere he, i guess it's his home of sorts as he says no place like home why a boiler room is my question what is so ominous about a boiler room uh, I think you just kind of listed off all the things about a boiler room that are, you know, they're creepy, dark, ominous, cobwebs. That's where somebody like a, I think, uh, and they they refer to him later in the night as a, some kind of creature. Who, Undertaker? So I don't think he, no, no, the mankind. The, the mankind, mankind. They refer to him as a creature when he is stalking Sable, screaming, Mommy! Mommy! Um so, like, you know, they're not portraying him as a man. This is where a creature, a disgusting, hideous, half-an-eared freak lives right. in the bowels of the Gund Arena in Cleveland. Ugh. Yeah, when you put it that way, actually, when you wrap it all up in a package like that, that does sound pretty hideous. I mean, it was, to give him credit, it was uh, something we'd never seen before. Do you think this is the best version of McFoley? Yes. 
I would say so in too. WWE. In WWF? In, in general. Uh, I kind of liked his WCW run as Cactus Jack against Sting. Mm, okay. I haven't seen much of that, but I, I, I mean, I, jo- I enjoyed him in ECW in the mid 90s. Yeah, I thought yeah. he was great. And this is yeah. also awesome. I think, like you said, it's something we've never seen before. It's very different. And WWF tried a lot of different quote unquote things, but this one just happened to hit. So the thing. Well, that the was under- the yeah. thing. That's why it worked in WCW's thing, because Sting never had an opponent like Cactus Jack, right? Who would, who was like crazy. So it brought out a different side of the Stinger, you know. And then to your point in the WWF, you're like the Undertaker was beaten like Giant Gonzalez and King Kong Bundy. Like mm-hmm. there was no Kamala, there was no equal. But here comes Mankind right after WrestleMania, and and now we got something here. He's found his match. So yeah, in the boiler room. In the boiler room. Yeah, when you put it that With way. With Todd Pettengale and all the fucking Scott and Todd scamamania. Here's CDs. two guys. Fucking love Scott and Todd. Goats. Dude, you fucking dork. <laughs> fucking dork. Oh. Fu- so Todd, Todd Pettengale, I'm up here in Jersey. So that's he was on the local 95.5 WPLJ. Right. My father loved his fucking... They put out like every year on Christmas their best of CD for the year, and he had to get a scamamania. And I had to listen to fucking Todd Pettengale's fucking prank phone calls anywhere we went when my father drove. I'm sure they were a riot. Kill yourself. Wow, that's very extreme. See, my my Scott and Todd (laughs) knowledge stems from Opie and Anthony and their Jocktober segments Ah, where they just shit on them for hours. So. I'm a big fan of Scott and Todd for that reason. And that reason. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do a Scott and Todd retrospective sometime on the podcast. We'll just listen to the podcast and provide our own commentary on it for the radio show. I would love to get Todd Todd on the podcast. Is Scott Shannon still alive? Um, I I don't know. I think he just dead or alive. Dead or alive. I'll say I'll say alive. I think he just recently retired if I'm correctly remembering he's 76 years old Ooh, he's alive oh bad news bears i guess it's a lot of fucking plastic surgery buddy Ooh, speaking of plastic surgery speaking of people who changed their look over the years we got sunny up here in this next segment uh we got the wwf tag team titles on the line in a four-way elimination match of course we got sunny accompanying the smoking guns who are the champions and they're going to be taking on the godwins and the body donnas and the new and improved rockers how what are your thoughts on the rockers outfits here they look ridiculous absolutely first of all we all know you can't just put new in front of a tag team and they're not going to be any good this is (laughs) this was bad is this the first time in WWF history where we've had back-to-back matches where uh, two participants have a cast on their arm? Who has a cast? On? Oh, Bill, Billy. Billy. Oh, wow. Billy does. Billy cast. That's fun. Cast cast count. Put. I'll, I'll put and it up fucking, in the corner. And uh, fucking Skip's got his, uh, he's got a neck brace on. Everybody's just, I mean, that. It, that's how prestigious these WWF World Tag Team titles are. In 1996, they don't care what injuries are ailing them, but they want to get in there and fight their hearts out. You got to admire it. Now, now is this, let me, I just, I don't want to fuck up the order of, don't we get the, po- after this match, we get the 
the superstars running wild in Cleveland, or is that before this match? That is after this match. Okay, okay, yeah. It yeah, should have that, been before, but it was after. I, <laughs> no, we'll do it in the just, order that it happened on this show. Just please, to please, yes, okay. Show how ridiculous it is. Um, um, I don't ever recall somebody losing a fall by being tripped. It was a gnarly fall. I mean, he just, you know, he wasn't expecting it. It was like a rug being pulled out from under him. Poor zip. zip. I also hated the, uh, look, if if we're going to have one of these four-way matches, can the fucking commentators know the fucking rules? They, they, the, the, the guns get double-tagged in, and Jim Ross is like, they got to physically touch. They got to physically touch each other. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> and what do they do? They just fucking tag somebody else in. And I'm like. <laughs> He's like, oh, to, to, to tag somebody else in. Ah, that's a fire. So you see that Mandy Rose's OnlyFans? Goddamn. Goddamn it. I love to rob barbecue sauce on her sassafras. I bet you he does. Of course he does. It's fucking blue chew maniac. Whoa. Don't knock blue chew. He's fucking probably jerking off all over his cats. That Jim Ross. Uh, he doesn't strike me as a cats guy. That's like the only problem with that, with that theory is I don't think he has cats. He, he jerks I off on something, does. though. He's a fucking lonely old Oklahoman who watches football. He beats off to uh, comes on his cats and then puts the rest in one of his main event mustard jars. And he just... The secret ingredient, Jim Ross sperm. I was gonna see how long you would spiral and, until. <laughs> oh, I'm spiraling. <laughs> I was like, they're not. So what? Are we gonna? Are, are the guns gonna touch? And they didn't. And they just fucking tagged out. I'm like, well, no. that was all for not. The fuck. That, that, that was my literal note here. Is that Zip and Pig both tag in both guns? Can they not just tag out? Question mark. JR says they got to make contact. I think he's just making that up. And then he certainly is because the guns just tag out. So we're like, well, big old waste of time, I guess. But uh, is yes. this the most uh, three lettered wrestlers in the ring in the same match of all time? I mean, we got pig, hog, pig, hog, pig and skip or zip skip. Fucking asshole. Yeah, I learned to count jackass. Where, where did you skip? Just skip counting day in school. Huh? Just razzing you. Just razzing you. Um, <coughs> we got- <laughs> wow. You got a soundboard since the last time I was on. I always forget I have it. I, I, I could have used more when you were uh, talking about mustard sperm or whatever the hell. Um, wow. So we got. <laughs> I can't watch. Are you. Do you have a Facebook, Kyle? I do. Yes. Are you? F- I some f- somehow I became Facebook friends with Marty Jannetty. I don't really know if it's the real Marty Jannetty, but I can't watch anything he does after seeing the shit he posts on Facebook. A party, Marty? He posted. He posted posted a picture like holding something, and it looks like he stuck his hand in a fucking meat grinder. I mean, it's all party- fucking ripped up. It's covered in band aids, and I gotta look at his. F- and he's not wearing knee pads in this match. What are you doing? Yeah, and with all of that context and hindsight, the 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 terrible singlet that these guys are wearing, they make sense. They make sense. And Vince Vince has to hammer home F- former tag team partner, the Rob, very successful, but you know, the world champion Shawn Michaels, former tag team partner. This is this whole getup, man? Vince fucking loves fucking ribbon Marty. He knows he killed that kid beyond the bowling alley. So you're gonna go with fucking Al Snow and. Suck as a tag team, joy. Yeah, what a life! What 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 a, what a series of events. 
this, this Marty Jannetty. Is this before or after he killed the kid in the bowling alley? This is long after. This is long after. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. I do right? like a good slop drop. Do you? Who, yeah. who slop drops? Who slop drop is better? Uh, uh, Pog or Hig? Hig or Pog or Pig? I'm having a fucking stroke. Yeah, me too, right? This it's gotta be because it's milk day. Um I think hog. I think hog because I feel like hog he gets you. I think he picks you up a little bit. And right. then he goes right down with you. you. Get up and demonstrate. You get one of your uh your uh uh what are the buddies in the oh, background? Wrestling buddies? Yeah, wrestling buddies. Do do a slop drop no, drop on that. Nelly. Well, Nelly's gonna get a slop drop. I'm not standing up to I gotta adjust the microphone oh, and damn. everything. Gotcha. Thought I had you. We'll do it offline, I guess. It's okay. I have. Where did I put the goon and mean Mark Callis? I'll show you a goon. I'll throw over there too. I'm not bringing my figures over here to show you how to do wrestling moves. Yeah, keep those figures. You watch the here. fucking show. What? I, was, I wanted you to get watch your... the show. I have, I just I have, told you, I have I guests thought... on to get your perspective. Maybe you're watching it with different eyes than I am. No, I just told you I like the hog. I like the hog drop better. Hog slop and pig slop. Pop slog. You ever heard them stories about when they told they told everybody they were going to hit Sonny with the slop, the slop, the slop bucket? Yeah, and it was a lot of shit, piss, and cum, and AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. That was now before look, this. Now look. Yeah, now look at her. She looks like Kingpin. Do you think that all stems from the cum bucket that was dropped on her? No, I think that all stems from her being awful. Oh, that's also a thought. That's also you a know, thought. F- fucking other dudes around her boyfriend. But you don't think it's like a Spider-Man deal where she got infected and became a different person? No. But I can't confirm or deny that, so I don't have the scientific proof. Could have been T.L. Hopper's radioactive sperm in that bucket, and you don't know what's going to happen when you come in contact with it. So, Are we so spoiled by today's wrestling where, like, somebody hitting somebody with a double axe handle... For a finish seems completely ridiculous. Yeah, so I liked it. It was first of all, so yeah, Sonny trips up Zip and Bart. Another trip, him. a trip, a trip of Zip to get the whip win, and uh, so the bodies get eliminated. The Bonnie Donnas. Yep. yep. Skip don't even get in the ring. Poor guy. Kind of has a broken on. neck. And I don't even know why he put his trunks on. To be honest. No. What happened? They should have brought Cloudy out. Where's Cloudy? Oh man, probably. Uh, I can't say that. Is this pre cloudy? Have we no, not gotten cloudy. cloudy yet? This is post cloudy. Cloudy days. I think the clouds have parted. Hmm? Oh, Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, slop drop to Marty Jannetty eliminates the Rockers. Then we got Denim versus Denim. We got the Godwins taking on the Smoking Guns to decide who's that walks out the champions. Uh, Pig gets the hot tag, throws out some mule kicks, hits the slop drop to Billy. But Sonny distracts the ref and Bart comes off the top rope with an elbow to the back of the head of uh, Pig, I guess it was. And uh, that gets the win. So to your point, to your question, is that ridiculous? Is it a ridiculous finish? First of all, I don't think it's any more ridiculous than the other finishes of this match. Um, but I didn't I, ask it, if it was ridiculous. I just think are we programmed as like now we're used to like all these high spots and now we're sure. just... No, I think that's valid. I was happy that we didn't get a Bart cast spot to win the match. Or Billy cast spot to win the match. Right. That would have made sense. Back-to-back cast spots, though? Come on. It is funny, though, because Billy has, like, a real cast on. 
and yeah. Owen had like a cartoon fucking like a mummy tape around. It's, it's why wouldn't they have the same cast? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it made it, it, it caught him out of nowhere in the back of the head. It was a fine finish for me. But yeah, to your point, finishes nowadays you need three pile drivers and some thumbtacks to put a guy down. So I liked it. I mean, I didn't really like this match that much, but it was fine, I guess. But I don't know. It didn't really tickle my pickle, which is pretty much most of these matches on this card. Yep. Yep. I agree. It was fine for what it was. And then she fucking unveils a giant fucking banner of herself. I wonder where that is. I think somebody bought it. 100%. Or she like, you know, jerked off her boyfriend on it on her OnlyFans. And that was the thing. That'd be a lot of cum to cover that. Because, I mean, it's like, a, what would you say, like a like a 20-foot tall thing? Yeah, probably 20 by 20. But I don't think the idea is to cover it all in cumsies. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Like, you can then, she would play, you know, the people that go on OnlyFans, then they could, you know, bid on, a, you know, Sonny's jerk-off mat or whatever she calls it. <laughs> Whatever she's, <laughs> whatever she's doing to make a buck. Yeah, God bless her. She's a hard worker. She is. Well, clearly she's not because they cheated and they took a horse and buggy in this race. So after this clip, match, this whatever this fucking nonsense is, we get to experience the sights of Cleveland, the atmosphere, summer slams in town, the biggest party of the summer. What are the WWF superstars doing to kind of just absorb the energy of this town? What's faster, a horse or a train? Probably a fucking train. I don't know. Maybe. You know? No, no. I think uh, I think a train is faster than a horse. Well, in case anybody doubted it, we had the Godwins on a train, the the the, the guns on a horse and buggy, and they raced to the arena. And wouldn't you know it, the train beat the horses. Fucking cocksuckers, and they got. Stupid ass Jerry Lawler, Lawler throwing baseballs. Oh, you wanted to pile drive Sandy Alomar Jr. You're a big baseball guy, right? I am. What are your thoughts on the spitball? It's illegal. But is it like an actual pitch or is it just one of those like backyard no, it's baseball like, Pablo no, Sanchez it's, bullshits? No, it's an actual like it's an it was it was an actual thing like in the 40s and 50s. Back when they were all on coke playing. Yeah. And Greenies. Gaylord Perry did it till he retired. Tell me more about Gaylord Perry. He fucking pitched till he was like fucking 49. He won like 300 games. He cheated. Mm. He's in the Hall of Fame. Back in the good old days. <laughs> so that was back when you could days, cheat and get in the Hall of Fame. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Jerry Lawler wants to, sp- to learn how to throw the spitball. Right? Yeah. This is so fucking cheat. It's so... Like, I didn't know who Jerry Lawler was before he became came to the WWF, right? So I just thought this guy was a fucking handjob, a complete fucking handjob. Yeah. It was only later in life when I fit, realized, like, he's a lot bigger than this. Like, he's a superstar, but they just treat him like a complete fucking joke. Yeah. Boy, howdy. We got a lot more Jerry Lawler talk coming up, but oh, I fucking forgot that match was on this show and I was watching it today and I was like, oh, you motherfucker. I got to sit through this shit. Can't wait. Can't wait. But he throws. I I can. He throws the first pitch. That's it's a fun time. It was a a he would have thrown a thrown a better if there's a 14 year old behind the plate. (laughs) He does pitch to uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Have a heart attack on air and then fucking plug Sonic next time you're on the show. That's Stupid. he's he's known more for that. Fucking asshole. Yeah, fuck him, actually. You're right. Um, and then Savio Vega's painting a wall. So any thoughts on that? I mean, why not fucking live up the stereotypes? <laughs> fucking spray paint the walls, buddy. Jesus Christ, WWF. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Him, Mark Henry. Do some manual labor, you <clears throat> you, you wrestlers. Jesus Christ. You, yeah, use your fucking strength to move shit. Oh, they do it so fast. They're so athletic. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> that's after Brad. That was before Bradshaw sent him back to his island, I think. So, which is well, why the, the, the time that it's a Terminator timeline. We don't really know what's happening when, but. Um, well, we got we got some let's 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 ground ourselves. Let's get back to serious business. We got oh, Psycho please. Sid here taking on the British Bulldog, uh, two big beefy boys who, uh, I mean, Psycho Sid is just he's my new favorite wrestler. I think Dude, I didn't like him is at first, but over. Man. he is so fucking over. There's never a time during the Attitude Era, WWF or WCW or ECW, where people are just losing their fucking minds for Sid. Dude, because my first exposure to him and like reviewing all these shows, yeah, he does. He, that's what he does. And like when he was in the Million Dollar Corporation, like that version of Sid kind of sucked a big old donkey dick. But golly gee willikers, he comes back at In Your House 9 I don't know what it is, but his energy just gets inside of me and it makes me all rock hard turgid all around. I mean, what do you think it is about Sid that the people love? I, I, I don't know. I have fucking no idea. <laughs> you and you look, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get there, you know, you're a couple months away, like like when they brought him in to, to be the feud with Hogan, like people were booing Hogan. He just looks fucking awesome and he just does awesome moves, choke slams, power bombs. Big clubs, awesome promos. He fucking punches himself in the chest. He's always like, he just walks like a very menacing style. His hair is always wet. He's always glistening. His hair being wet is at the top of the list, though, in terms of why he rules. Love a wet noodle. He hair. can hit a he hit he can hit a softball of country mile. He sure does. He sure does. He just he's so like chaotic. Like he's not smooth. Like you would never they describe him psych- as smooth. They spell huh? psycho with an S. That is pretty fun. Like that's kind of that's that's wacky. So yeah. that shows how psycho he is. He doesn't even spell words right. Um, but yeah, he's here. He basically just shit cans Bulldog here. Bulldog does get some moments here. He does his old delayed vertical suplex on the Sid, which was pretty impressive. Uh, we should also say Clarence Mason's back out. So I guess it's the story here that Clarence is trying to take Jim Cornette's job. Well, Clarence Mason is not out there by himself for long before Jim Cornette comes down and they have some, he has some words for Clarence. He's upset. Right. Right. But see, it was my understanding that they were all in the same team because you have Camp Cornette, you got Bulldog, Owen, Vader, and I thought Clarence was in, in the whole thing. So I don't know what yeah, the but animosity look, Jim, is. Jim, Jim is is very focused on Vader's match with HBK, and, and who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna show these young men the way? Who's gonna so be there at ringside? To, to I don't agree with it. Clarence Mason, he's not a, a manager; he's just a lawyer. He doesn't have his manager's license. 
Are you sure? Yeah. You know what? Shame on Gorilla Monsoon, too, for not checking. And I know mm. we're not, you know, you can't just pat down anybody uh, in 1996, but you should have pat down Clarence Mason to make sure he had his fucking manager's license on him because he shouldn't have been out there in the goddamn first place. Is that why Cornette's mad? Because he's out there uncer- uncertified? Baby, you can't you can't be you can't be levy to fine right before your mastodons going into the main event. Yeah, it's a lot of paperwork. It's going to distract him. Vader is going to be confused. Like you, you can't just leave him untethered backstage by himself. He's doing lateral races with dumbbells. You got to be there to watch him do that. Yeah, he's the mastodon. Yeah, he certainly is. He certainly is. But we got a couple mastodons here: Sid and Bulldog. Uh, Sid hits the choke slam and hits the power bomb on to the bulldog for the win. I guess bulldog was also kind of distracted by, you know, Cornette and Mason have a kerfuffle of sorts on the outside, but that's what we're, that's where we're at here. So Sid wins looks awesome. Like you said, what do you think of Sid's power bomb? I don't think this was one of the best Sid power bombs. Yeah, it was. It's like jackknife style, but not as good. Yeah, I think we I think we get better Sid power bombs in the near future. Right. Well, we got power also, bombs. Also, Bulldog's Bulldog's kind of like a you know a heavier dude. No, these guys honestly like this match. I thought was it was it was a quick match. It didn't stay too long, and both these guys like threw each other around, and they're both huge guys. So I was kind of entertained by this match to be honest i might even put this up where up towards my match of the night not match of the night wow. but it's, it's not it's probably wow. the top half it's probably top half i mean that's not saying much though because there wasn't a lot of good stuff on the show well you don't think mark marrow versus gold dust was good i felt like this when i was a kid and i feel like this now is 30 plus years later i just wish gold dust had wore like biker shorts or underwear or fucking something man under that fucking stupid outfit it's very prevalent what he's working and also, with there. also, this is how invested I was in this match. Tell me. Uh, where Marlena was sitting outside the ring, in the front row, there was a dude dressed as gold dust, and then towards the end, they made him get up. But it wasn't just him. <laughs> they made, like, three seats get up, and I want to know what the fuck happened. I didn't notice. I noticed the guy just hilariously just, like, stone-faced, just dressed like gold dust right in the middle of hard cam hilarious yeah. and i didn't recognize him before that so i don't know i did not either uh, I'm, I'm with you maybe we're on maybe just walked in for this match but if you go back and watch like the right before the finish like they're at they escort him and like two other dudes out of those seats interesting and i don't know why man maybe that'll come into play later who knows maybe that ends up being uh blue dust or something you know, blue dust. That's nice. somebody else. That's somebody else. I like the uh, I like the throw. You know, there's a story here. We get a little before the before the match. We're going back to superstars. Mankind's being creepy. He's calling Sable mommy. Just wants mommy's milk. I mean, get in line. Vince Russo does, too. Um, right. And then, you know, they come out. The, what the, what were they called? What did Vince call them? The fucking, they're, they're more than just the, the power couple. He said something stupid when they were coming out. Oh, I don't remember. I try to tune Vince out as much as I can. I love this version of Vince where, because then, it, you know, it's hindsight. You know he's a fucking ghoul now, so he says <laughs> ghoul as shit, but nobody ever, 
You know, and he definitely threw out a couple what a maneuver. Jim Ross like Japanese arm drag, and Vince is like what a maneuver. And it's like a headlock. Oh. And you're like, Vince, just call it a fucking headlock. You dildo. one, two, three. He got him. Oh no, he didn't. It's a fucking tool. And then they're like, oh, uh, it's our Mark. Mark Merrill's got. He's got a new move. It's called the Wild Thing. He's gonna unleash tonight. He unleashed it, man. But I mean, he did. He almost fucking Brock Lesnar himself. <laughs> is this the first shooting star press in WWF history? I meant to look yeah. it up, but I, I mean, I, I don't know who else would have done it. I would say I know Lanny Poffo did the first moonsault. Ever? Or in WWF? Uh, I think in WWF. I could be wrong. Mm, that sounds like fake news to me. But. WWF moonsault. Mm. People got to know. The people are on the edge of their seat. Lanny Poffo or no is what they're saying. Yeah, so much of its popularity in both Japanese and American wrestling is a tribute to Great Muda, despite it being used in North America by leaping Lanny Poffo years before mm. Muda came from Japan. They don't call him leaping for nothing. And they don't call the wild man wild man for no reason because he's busting out shooting star presses. Uh, I do want to shout out the Johnny B. Bad style jacket he's coming out into. So he's kind of blending the two a little bit, which is fun. I kind of wish he had just stayed as Johnny B. Bad. I do too. I maybe like a, a slightly toned down version because he was getting a little wacky with the black face and the mustache and the the baby oil. And it was like, well, that's why Vince fruity, hired him. Not for me. Vince liked it. The bad blaster. How dare you? You watch your fucking tongue. Oh, the bad blaster. Suck my chode with the bad. The kiss blaster. that don't miss. Yeah. What else? Tutti Fruity, uh, Fruity. What were his, his moves? Yes, the bad move, the bad day. Uh, the bad blaster. The, the bad blaster. I mean, he's just uh, he's a marketing machine, I guess. This Johnny B. Bad. But uh, well, he's yeah, out I here. didn't like. I don't know the wild man. I don't know. He's wild. Or... You know? No, so, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Hey, did you hear some of these unsavory chants towards Gold Dust in this match? They definitely chanted the F word. And they weren't. They weren't chanting friendly or favorite. Nope, they weren't. They were chanting about a a bundle of sticks in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Or a cigarette in Europe. Yeah, love to put a faggot in my mouth. But anyways, we got. They were not uh, the 90s, man. That's going to get taken out of context. What is? Got, oh um, yes, I'm sure it'll get you'll get attacked just like your CM Punk uh, NXT video. Oh, for the love of dick! Um, <laughs> I hope that reaches the same audience. Put a faggot yes. in my mouth. Shiningwizards.com. Uh, <laughs> I gotta get the rub, bro. Get the rub. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll rub you. I'll rub the, you. Look, but, uh, the match was uh, Sable's acting is fucking atrocious. Why do you say that? I mean, good on her, but, like, it's not like we haven't been seeing Mankind for the last six months on TV. It's not like he's got missing, like, half a fucking face. He comes out. She's fucking screaming. She's fucking crying. She's shaking. It's just Mankind. He's calling he's her He's deranged. Money. He's the most deranged competitor in the WWF. I get it, but, like, you know, I've never seen a fan act like that. He walks by the fans every fucking day. Maybe Sable's a pussy. You ever think about that? 
Maybe. Actually, that's not true because she's married to Brock Lesnar, and you got to have some balls to take that. Yeah, but now, know. before she was married to, maybe she was Mark Marrow's uh, mustache beard. Right. She was more in the, the Johnny B. Bad, Tutti Fruity side of things. So she's kind of, yeah. This all makes sense. This all makes sense. We're really yeah. piecing this together. The match was fine. The The wild thing, even Jim Ross called it a shooting star press. Yeah, it was. It was fun. I mean, it's better than Billy Kidman's shooting star press, which is not saying. I don't much, know, man. So. He don't. He don't land that great. He looks like he almost like decapitates himself. Yeah, I mean, like it's the like front his... of his head hits first, and it hits like gold dust on the shoulders. That's you know, it's it's a shoulder headbutt. And it's kind of like this is his new move, but fucking Marlena with the fucking cock in her mouth gets up on the ring apron and distracts the referee. Right. Right. What's Sable doing? Why isn't Sable run over there and rip her off the apron? What's the point of her being there? Did she not get taken out by mankind? No, she, she just she fucking should. screamed, and then they all came. The, the 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 goof troop came out and ushered mankind away. Well, well, Sable's still shaken up by this. I mean, he's very deranged. I don't know if you heard, but he's a very deranged man. Mankind is. Also, shame on Mark Marrow for bringing her out. What did he think was going to happen yesterday on Superstars? He came out. Yeah, and mankind did. Should have had some some backup, probably. She should have had like a fucking slapjack or a taser or something with her. Mm, yeah, maybe that's maybe next time. That's the story. Maybe that's the story they're telling. No, there's no next time. She's fucking useless. She's useless. She didn't stop Marlena from interfering, and it cost him the match. He got hit with the curtain call. Yeah, well, sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. And I could, if I never see that weird gyrating Dustin Rhodes gold dust thing that he does when he's like standing behind her while she's tending to the Mark Marrow. I'm good. I don't know what he does. It's horrifying. Yeah, to your point, he needs to he needs to strap that thing down underneath that singlet. Holy shit. A lot going on there with old Dustin. But and then he's gonna what's he's he's got eyes for Sable, but him and Marlene are licking each other's faces. What, what, what's going on here? So it seems like the story is that Marlena is a cuck of sorts because she seems fine as long as Goldust is happy and Goldust wants mommy's milk, but also Marlena. But he's also gay. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He also wants it's razor's chest on. hair in his mouth. Mouth. It's just it's just a yeah, lot of, a lot of and he, spinning. He, he did mouth to mouth to Ahmed. Speaking of Ahmed. Speaking of Ahmed Johnson, his kidneys exploded, I guess. And uh, he is out with an injury. The Intercontinental Champion, Ahmed Johnson. He was taken well, out brutally by Farouk Assad. Yeah, well, you know what? Shame on Ahmed Johnson for thinking he could then participate in a battle royal two weeks after the original attack. He's, he's a fighting champion. Yeah, but then he was... How about this, Kyle? You ever play the What If game? That match, that battle royal that Ahmed Johnson won on Monday Night Raw was for a future shot at the WWF champion. Oh. Were they going to do Ahmed Johnson versus fucking Shawn Michaels on, on Championship Raw Friday or whatever the fuck they advertised? <laughs> Possibly. You think uh, Ahmed would have come out the uh, the champion there? I mean, in my when I was playing with my jacks, he was the champion. I loved Ahmed Johnson. I bet you did. I this was heartbreaking. Did. And then you find out he's got a, his kidneys are bleeding. Yeah. An old yeah. generic white lady, she says three to four months or they're going to take his kidney out and he'll never wrestle again. Damn. Well, hopefully he comes then, back. Got well, a bright future. Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson says, I don't care what anyone says, I'll come back and wrestle. Ahmed Johnson's my favorite promo of all time, I think. 
You can never Dude, understand anything he says. But you, you feel it, though. You feel what he's saying. It's, it's not the mental pain. It's, the, it's, it's not the physical pain. It's the mental pain. It made my, it made my guts turn upside down. That's a phrase. It's, it's a thin line between JR and Ahmed Johnson. It is not a thin line between the two of them. I'll tell you what's not thin is Farouk Assad's thighs because he's out here with his helmet. He's a gladiator. Sonny's there terrible. too. This is for, <laughs> you don't like it's fucking terrible. You don't like this gimmick for Ron Simmons. No. The, the, the stupid singlet and the helmet and the no knee pads or maybe he had knee pads. I don't remember, but it is. I don't know what they were thinking here. No, he didn't have any knee pads here. This he is what no, this is what Ahmed Johnson sounds like. I don't take my Prozac anymore. <laughs> Why is that just at the ready for you? I have it's on my it's on my soundboard. <laughs> no, that, that that's an answer to my question. Why is that on your soundboard? Why not? It's Ahmed Johnson. No, yeah. this is stupid. This is so dumb. And 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 Top Hang was like, let me ask you a question. He's like, You wanna ask me a question? You wanna ask me a question? I'll ask you a question. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like that's what the segment is, is you get asked questions and you answer it. Like, I don't know why he's but but in gladiator times, he's in a, he's from a from a different time. So maybe he's just not accustomed to a current day uh, rapport. Did he not and... see the video package they played before he came out where they said they were going to do an eight man tournament on Raw? He's like, I don't care who Gorilla Monsoon puts out there. Four men, I'll take them all out. I'm the IC champion. Well, he says he should be awarded the IC title because he's the one that took out the IC champion. But I think it's Gorilla Monsoon that said that he doesn't want to reward the criminal for his crimes. Yeah, you think you could find better verbiage, Gorilla? Yeah, it cracks me because, like, watching this back, he said this, and then Vince on commentary is like, so to speak. Like, he, he does, he knows it's like a dicey line. Um, and why is Sonny with him? We all know. Come on, man. We all know. Yeah, but, like, I, it's, look, first of all, he looks completely fucking ridiculous. There's a reason why this doesn't stick. That helmet's too small for him. The chin strap looked incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, it's it's almost like you're not supposed to wrestle in a gladiator helmet. No. And then she's like rubbing on him and they're like holding hands and and then she's like he's going to be the IC champion and I'm like don't you want to be the world champion? You, it's baby steps. You he, they want all the gold. You know. So Sonya wants all the gold. Yuri has the tag straps with the smoking guns and now she wants the IC with all FA here. So We'll, we'll 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 keep tabs on that situation. See how that oh, turns out. Yeah, please let me know how that goes. I'll keep you abreast of the situation. We got um, but following that, we got something a little better. We got Jake Roberts taking no, on bad, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler, Ooh. with Mark Henry at ringside. I mean, it's just winners all around. How could this it's end like up a, being bad? Did you ask how? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, you got gold and gold and gold just all around here. You got recovering alcoholic Jake Roberts. You got Jerry Lawler in 1996 poking fun at the alcoholism, saying his wife's ugly, saying that Jake drinks to make his wife look better. Um, he's got a... He's got this Ravens jersey on, making fun of the, the Cleveland fans. Your sports team sucks. Well, there's, you know, you know the story. Tell me. Um, they used to be the 
Baltimore Colts. Oh no, they were the Baltimore Colts, and then uh, in the middle of the night, they left and went to Cleveland. And then they did the same thing to Baltimore. <laughs> Wait, the Colts went to Cleveland. They were the Baltimore Colts. Oh, no, they went to Indianapolis. Sorry. Indianapolis. Okay, I didn't know if there was a Cleveland in between the two. Because the Browns are in Cleveland. Yes. Yes. Then there's also Art Modell owned the Browns, and then he took that. He took them to Cleveland? Something stupid. Took the Browns to the Super Bowl? Give me Art Modell. Please. We need to make sure we have this straight. It's crucial storytelling for this match. Kings so he moved the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns to Baltimore. So it was the Baltimore Browns? No, they were the Baltimore Ravens. So there were no Browns? I believe there so. Was... Uh, I'll take your word for it. No Browns. Uh, the Browns didn't play a single game from 96 to 98. Oh, so no Browns here, huh? So that's why he's in the Ravens thing, and that's why he's make, he's saying Art Modell. He's I gave him seats. If you're sitting next to him, don't bother him. Right. Well, I'm sure Justin Hawk Bradshaw's happy that there's no Browns anymore. Come on, we're having fun. Oh, I fucking just closed my fucking. I got one. Hold on, give me one second, please. Hold on, hold on. I got a sound clip for that man. I'm I'm waiting for it. All right, just, uh, yeah, give me one second here. I shouldn't have closed the Farago. I didn't know you were going to go that route with, with Justin Hawk Bradshaw. I can say the line again if you want me to. I'm waiting for Farago now. There we go. There we go. Ready? This is, this is. Is it Brown? Stop. All right. Yep. <laughs> That line always gets me, man. That's my favorite promo of all time. Yeah. So um, then he has what's he have? He has he brings out the the bag like he's got a snake in it, but it's a giant fucking champagne bottle. Ah, it's fun. Look how big the champagne bottle oh is. Oh my god! Because he's this an alcoholic. So, this is SummerSlam. Who is like, this, this for? Is, <laughs> like this is the. St- it's so because you're going to watch. You're going to watch Mind Games next, and it looks like a completely different fucking company. Thank God. This is so fucking bad. And this is also, what was it, 94 when it was fucking Lawler versus Piper at King of the Ring? And they bring out the kid who's impersonating Roddy Piper? Oh, this is the shits. This is so fucking bad. And then there's another match where the referee completely... He hits him with a fucking bottle of Jim Bean in front of the referee's face. Right in front of the referee's face. Right in front of him! Not smashing it over the head. It was like a throat shot. Um, but yeah, there was no block in it. And that's what, yeah. Lawler ends up getting the win. I mean, who, it's just like, like I've been rewatching this stuff. I started at WrestleMania 10. So mid 94. Lawler is always involved in something and it's never good. <laughs> so like, why is he still wrestling? No, it's not. It's fucking atrocious. I mean, we're off the heels off of the Ultimate Warrior feud with him. Uh, where the fucking, where he hits him in the head where he wouldn't take the hat off, so he has the dumb hat on when he gets hit in the head with the picture. Fuck, it's in shambles. Stupid Ultimate Warrior, stupid fucking match. And then, here's a great idea. Let's pour fucking whiskey down a recovering alcoholic's throat. Ugh, I mean. 
<laughs> what are we yeah. fucking doing here? And then Mark Henry, who's never wrestled a day in his fucking life, I'm supposed to give a shit about him being a ringside? He's an Olympian. He was hurt. He fucking made fun of him, and he was like, Jim Russell, like, ah, oh, he was hurt during the, the Olympics. Yeah, because, like, before the match starts, you know, of course, King's poking fun at the alcoholism, but he also turns to Mark Henry, who's on commentary, and he's like, I don't see any medals, huh? And then, yeah, he would have bronzed like, it if he won gold. That's uh, fun. I mean, his stand-up routine is just the bee's knees. It's Jerry Lawler. What a hoot. What a hoot. No, no, not a hoot. Also, by the way, Jake Roberts kicks King right in the fucking dick and balls at some point right in front of the referee again and again. The referee doesn't care. So I guess all is well that ends well. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Just turning a blind eye to all this shenanigans here. The biggest party of the summer. Biggest party of the summer. Cleveland, Ohio. King says Robert's throat is dry. Pours whiskey in his throat, on his head, down his shirt. Mark Henry prevents him from doing it a second time. King runs away, and then it's over. Thank God. You're the shits. You really are. I, I couldn't agree more. It was. That's what I say. That's what I say. It, it like, and then you like. I was so excited because I've we've done I've done a, a ECW show with you. I've done a Ring of Honor show with you. We did a stupid fucking progress show together. I was like, hey, WWF. This is like I fucking grew up on this, and I was like. SummerSlam 96 I was like fuck yeah I'm in And then I watched it and I was like Could I pick the fucking worst <laughs> SummerSlam ever It's I mean look maybe 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 things will get better As we go along let's not count our eggs Before we crack them Or whatever the saying is no, um, The Undertaker and Mankind are gonna really Fucking capture the flag next with a fucking urn <laughs> Boiler room Brawl not capture the flag Come on now you got to drag fu- fucking Paul Bearer to the fucking ring. You got to get to him. What's that fucking stupid game? The fucking tiki game on Nickelodeon? Oh, um. Oh, my God. What is that called? Uh, That's going to bother. Hold on. Nickelodeon. I can even Google for that. Nickelodeon. Game uh, show. Secrets of Nickelodeon's Hidden Temple. Hidden Temple. I think that's what it is. Yes. Yes, so they're yeah. playing Hidden Temple here in a boiler broom. Broom? Boiler room. We've all already established why a boiler room is so uh, daunting and spooky. Like, if, the, if they have to... Here's what I don't... Why is there a referee there if the match has to end in the ring? Well, I think why does he have to be there to open the door for The Undertaker? He doesn't know how to open a fucking door? He's a dead man. He, maybe he's lost use of his opposable digits. He knows how to close a casket? Right, but you don't need to, like, grab a thing. You just slam it shut. All right, that's fair. I guess, yeah, you're right there. So, yeah, so I so felt I, like I was watching my fucking backyard wrestling VHS tape for this fucking match. There's no, there's very little commentary. Thank God. Te- the technical difficulties. It's, it's brawl. It's uncut, uncircumcised, unfiltered. It's just a brawl. It's a boiler room, and it's a brawl. It's a boiler room brawl. I get it. It, it was fucking... 26 minutes too long. Dude, this was like, because I've heard of this match a lot. It, this is my first time watching it, you know, from start to finish. And okay. I, I, th- I had high expectations for it because I hear it talked about all the time. And t- like, it was, it had some fun moments at the end, I guess. Some good storyline pivots, I guess, towards the end. 
but the way there, man, like it's, it's, it's what it sounds like. It's two guys brawling in a boiler room. It's, it's dark. We're just throwing each other into doors, using steel yeah. pipes, trash cans, what have you. You get the I old, mean, the old, uh, hot, hot, hot steam in the face spot. Oh, the old, the, the trusty hot steam in the face always <laughs> and, gets uh, you. You don't, the crowd, the only time you hear the crowd react is when mankind falls off of the, the ladder through right. all that shit. They kind of go nuts for that. Yeah, that was really the only notable spot, I guess, because otherwise it was just a lot of brawling. I mean, I mean, they kicked the shit out of each other. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, no, they did. They did. It was just, I don't know, man. Just like backstage brawls never really do much for me personally. No, and then they're like, oh, Finn's like, oh, he's got, he's got, he's going for the door. He's going for the door. And I'm like, this isn't a fucking steel cage match. And then how fucking pissed would you be? You got first row seats and you got to watch that match on that shitty fucking. It's like someone wrote. Ro- it's movie day in third grade. Someone rolled in the fucking VCR TV combo. We're about to watch Bill Nye, the science guy up in this bitch. We got three TVs. What? I don't know. 40 inch, maybe TVs ringside on each side of the ring. I don't know if that's because there wasn't there was a big screen, right? At the, at sure, the stage. Sure. Yeah. But in addition to that, it was just three TVs, so who knows what people even saw. For people are running side for all twenty thousand people, according to Vince McMahon. Yeah. Well, they fight to the exit door of the boiler room, and just to reiterate, you got to leave the boiler room, make your way to the ring, and grab the urn from Paul Bearer, who was just standing in the ring, I guess, waiting for them. Kyle, I have a question. I have a question. Three inches flaccid, too erect. A hypothetical question here. Tell me. If what what if what happens didn't happen, right? If Paul Bearer decides he's still going to to be the manager of the Undertaker, what would prevent him from just doing one of these to mankind? Nope, can't have it. Can't have it. <laughs> well, Paul Bearer, you see, is a very stout fellow. So I think there's only a limited amount of stuff he could do to prevent the deranged mankind from grabbing it from him. But, you know, what's like, one of these, can't get it, can't get it. Hides under the ring, maybe. Yeah, what's going to stop, you know, like, again, capture the flag. Throws the urn in the crowd so he can't get it. Yeah, Yeah. throws it to the Undertaker. How How come we couldn't throw it to the Undertaker? Yeah, when Undertaker was on the apron, it was like, maybe just give it to him now, Paul. Yeah, a little, uh, little underhand thing, you know? There's well, nothing in it. Nothing of importance in it. You don't know that. I think it's the spirit of uh, the Undertaker is inside it. It's a fucking flashlight. Who cares? A flashlight? No, a flashlight. Anything yes, can be a flashlight the, if you try it It's the Paul Bearer flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> and if, every time you stick it in, it goes, oh! Oh! <laughs> more mickey mouse than anything but um, uh, your mickey mouse is as good as my mickey mouse it's like the family guy do you watch family guy i have i don't like never mind I'm not gonna watch it. there's like a cutaway where it's never mind i don't even remember the context it's, it's, it's mickey mouse having sex and it's like ha, ha, ha. i'll cut it in this is disgusting it smells it's falling apart you can hear the mice humping in the wall But no Mickey Mouse here. Only betrayal. Hmm? 
This was huge. Uh, it this was, was huge for 1996. Undertaker and Paul Bearer, they've been a unit for, I mean, Undertaker debuted, what, about six years ago? They, but he came with Ted DiBiase. Came on Ted DiBiase. Gross. Um, happens. Boys will be boys. Happen. Locker room talk, you know. Um, a lot of downtime on the road. <laughs> what else are you going to do other than just come on your bros? Yeah, and then make Virgil wipe it off. <laughs> <laughs> for an easy fee of $20. Yeah, they think no, those vignettes couldn't air. So they just had right. him wipe dog shit off of DiBiase's <laughs> boots. That was the, the, the extended cut of the Cleveland painting the walls vignette. Yep. Um, but we got so they're but they both fight to the ring. They're both in the ring. Undertaker knocks out mankind. Well, mankind pile drives Undertaker first of all on the outside onto the exposed concrete, which was pretty gnarly. Um, oh, and he also takes that bump on the concrete too. The mankind. Yeah, they're both on the apron. Undertaker yeah. whips the ropes, so he take, Mankind takes a back bump onto the concrete, which allows Taker to get in the ring, gets on one knee, asks for the urn. Paul Bearer is hesitant. Not really sure if I want to give you this, says Paul Bearer. Mankind, from the back, comes in the back door, mandible claw, lays out Undertaker, grabs the urn from Paul Bearer, well, actually, no, it's not. That's not. I skipped a few things. Goes to take the urn, Mankind does. But Taker sits up. Mankind goes back, locks in the mandible claw again. And then this allows Bearer to go over, start slapping the Undertaker. We kicked just, him in the face. Oh, he's just brutalizing the poor boy. And then ends up bashing Undertaker in the skull. The sound that it made was hilarious. Um, Cracks Undertaker on the head with his urn, hands it to Mankind, and Mankind is your winner and has a new daddy and Paul Bearer. So, cool moment, I guess. I mean, match, it was a brawl, and it was a cool, like, swerve and a, a great way to extend this feud that has been great so far. So I was all for this, I guess. Yeah, no, for for... For 1996, you know, you've always known Paul Bearer with The Undertaker. He was there at the Royal right. Rumble when he ascended to the heavens, when the Yokozuna put him in the casket, and, and it's always been Paul Bearer and The Undertaker. So so this turn was huge at the time, and, um, you know, it just, like you said, extends this feud, and then, uh, you know, you hear the, the dong, dong, Undertaker's dong is 10 feet long, um, right. and we get the Druids. Man, and they come. They come to take the Undertaker away. Oh, that whole thing. They, uh, yeah, they just carry the boy away, and uh, guess Undertaker's dead for good. Lost is he his dead or is ball. he just gone? Well, he's he's. I guess he started dead, so maybe he's undead. Did you guys talk about this on, on your <laughs> fucking show last week? Some adjacent to this. Like, if you die when you're a zombie, are you still dead? Maybe. We did have some weird zombie talk. Oh, because yeah. fucking asshole was more concerned with the zombie video from Nick Nemeth than the fact That's that Nick right. Nemeth was in New Japan. Yeah, stupid right. handsome Kevin. Heavenly Bodies Mark. Yeah. Fucking big Zip fan. Yeah, good job, HK. Yeah. Enjoy that. Enjoy Zip, you dick. Suck Enjoy it as dog. much as I enjoyed this fucking main event with this fucking asshole. The most charismatic, the most flamboyant. Oh, the WWF champion. 
Shawn Michaels. You think Vince could have got fucking twenty nine ninety five of just three hours of him just blowing HBK? You think people would have paid for that? I would have. Fucking asshole. Fucking hated I mean. every second of this. I fucking hate Shawn Michaels. Just when I think, just when it's like, I'm going to have myself a nice Monday. It's milk day. My team was eliminated Love from the milk. playoffs yesterday. I want some money, though. I'm going to do this great podcast with my friend Kyle. Do the Wizards tonight. I'm going to enjoy myself. Then I got to see a Shawn Michaels match, and all the rage just fills my soul. Fills Wait, my then I was like, I wonder Are you a if fan of Shawn Michaels? <laughs> I fucking hate Shawn Michaels. He's a piece of shit. I don't give a fuck if he found Jesus. He was mm. a giant piece of shit. And they didn't cut it out in this match. Because Shawn Michaels was a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. He's a fucking giant garbage piece of shit. Crybaby bitch. Fucking fuck. Asshole. Anything else? He's just in the, he's just a fucking jerk off, all right? Just because some fucking girl died and left him a fucking million dollars when he was in the Rockers. He thinks he can just fucking go off and be a fucking shitbird and do fucking drugs and it's okay because he found Jesus. Fuck him, Mr. WrestleMania. You suck. Your fucking two eyes are turning into one. Cyclops, you fucking Dutch boy haircut. You fucking balding asshole. NXT sucks too. Tell a friend. Is that all? He fucking neutered Vader. Neutered Vader. He neutered the Mastodon in this match. You fucking piece yeah, of I shit. was going to ask you, is this the match that killed Vader in his run? Yes. In WWE? 100%. Yeah, I mean... I mean, she lay it out. It's Shawn Michaels versus Vader for the WWF title. And it's been building since In Your House 9, which was the previous pay-per-view. Vader got a pinfall victory and a six-man over Shawn Michaels, which was a big moment because I don't think he had been pinned since WrestleMania where he won the title. Right. So, and, he ne- and if you know the history of Shawn Michaels, he never gets pinned to lose titles. He usually just forfeits because yeah. he's a fucking bitch. Sometimes people lose their smile. Matt. Yeah, he lo- lose my smile. Suck my dick, Shawn Michaels. Hey, look, yeah, them fucking apples. You'll help Isolate that, Kyle. Isolate that, Kyle. Suck my dick, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, woo. Come on now. Was that all the fucking girls that went to Ric Flair's hotel a couple <laughs> weeks ago in Minnesota? It's a lot of girls. It's a lot of girls. They, they sound like, a little old, though. Yeah, they were 22. At, at max, max. Um, speaking of uh, fucking little and, girls, and, you know? and and why is this t- and this fucking super sock Jose Lothario? You suck too. Jim Cornette should have jammed that tennis racket right up your asshole. You're not a big fan of you're not a big fan of Jose Lothario. Why are we gonna dust off this crusty old fucking wrestler that nobody gives a shit about to hang out with Shawn Michaels? Come on, he's 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 Shawn's trainer. He's the guy. He's, He's he's friends with Shawn Michaels. He's gonna be there with him on his journey to live his boyhood dream. Suck me, Guadalupe Robledo, whatever your stupid fucking, fucking he, name he, is. Got him. You fucking just killed him right there. Asshole. I hope stupid. he's dead. Is he dead? Yeah. I hope he's dead. Let's see. Is yeah. he dead? He died. He died. Fucking 2018. <laughs> what you get for being um, associated with Shawn Michaels, you shithead? Is that why he died? Because he was associated with Shawn Michaels. Oh, probably just old age. Yeah, probably just old in Mexico. These things or happen. Whatever. Um, no, I hate it. I hated that whole storyline with him going into WrestleMania, like the, the boy. You don't like the Rocky montages? No, it sucked. It made Bret Hart look like shit. 
There's go no run outside easy and, way out. Go outside and run in the snow in Calgary while fucking Shawn Michaels works out in Texas in a fucking gym. Yeah, God, he was really the God, uh, fuck. He was the Russian fucking uh, Ivan Dragov. No, who cares? Um, but Vader's here. He's mad. He's red. He's bald. He sm- smells like cat piss. Uh, at at best, I think he smells like cat piss. To be honest, can confirm he smells like cat piss. <laughs> Maybe not in 1996. Oh, he smelled like something. That's he didn't smell like champion. That's for sure. Can I, huh? Kyle? Can I tell you a Vader story? Please hit me with it. Uh, so, uh, on the Shining Wizard Wrestling podcast, we used to do birthday shows where we would. Uh, Whosever birthday it was, we would book uh, like a like t- ten guests to come on the show and just mm-hmm. wish this person a happy birthday. And I had got Vader. Yeah, and Vader wanted to have a phone call with me before, like hours before he came on the show. So I spent like forty minutes on the phone with Vader, where he mm-hmm. was like, "This is how you need to introduce me." Make sure you mentioned I was a Super Bowl champion. And I was like, but you didn't play in the Super Bowl. Mm. Lead um, with Super Bowl champion. Yes. He was like, lead. And I'm like, you don't want me to lead like world champion? He's like, no, please make make sure you mention I played in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, but you didn't. <laughs> but you Can't didn't. Say, brother. <laughs> I'm like pacing around my apartment for like 40 minutes talking to him. And then he's like, where are you based out of? And I was like, New Jersey. He's like, you think you can get me booked on a couple shows? And I was like, no. I can't. <laughs> like, I do yeah, a the podcast, Shining Wizards bro. podcast. I can, I can book you. I'm like, can you? J- I just need you to call in for like fucking 10 minutes, dude. 40 minutes I was on the phone with this guy. God bless him. But he called in and, and he made me like, like practice my introduction with him. Did you nail it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, what episode? he was on Did the air. There, there was no going back once I had him on the phone. So you should have just fucking. Here's a asshole that smells like cat piss. Vader. It was fucking surreal because I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to ask for fucking money. Mm. And he didn't. Well, he just wanted to him. go. He he didn't. He just wanted to make sure I got his intro right. Like, I didn't know who the fuck he was. Well, maybe all of that. um Maybe that personality trait in him was kicked into him from Shawn Michaels so in the SummerSlam so match. I, I really thought that I I swear to God, I thought Peacock would have edited that out. I mean, that is literally the only thing I knew from this match is that this is where Shawn Michaels kicked him in the head for Bro, he not- kicks him in the head and he yells move like four fucking times. He couldn't have been a bigger piece of unprofessional shit. That's a rough one. That's a real makes me so mad because because if you watch WCW like this was the Mastodon Vader like he fucking was Sting's Mm -hmm. arch nemesis and Ric Flair's arch nemesis and he comes into the WWF he kills Gorilla Monsoon he smushes him right this should have been his fucking run and then this cock fucking fuck face fucking asshole he probably was don't hit me so hard Vader or I'm gonna fucking cry like a bitch that's what he fucking did Cry like a fucking bitch. (laughs) For anybody unaware, there's a spot in this match where Vader's on the ground. Sean goes to the top rope, goes for 
I guess he's he's planning on jumping off the top rope and Vader blocking it with a boot or whatever. But or like Vader an elbow, he's gonna drop an up. elbow, something. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Sean just jumps off and lands on his feet, but Vader doesn't block. So Sean looks very silly. So he just kicks Vader right in the head really hard, yells at him to move after the fact. And that's that's just the beginning of the bullshit in this match. Honestly, oh, this was this was so bad because I mean, honestly, like I didn't. Like the meat and potatoes of this match, like I didn't hate. Like I thought, I thought Vader kind of looked like a monster in the beginning of this, but then right. it just kind of devolved into a lot of just because they uh, Sean cross bodies Vader to the outside and ends up getting counted out after Vader, you know, throat slams him on the barricade. Vader gets back in the ring and it's a count out victory for Vader. Yes, that but, not one single commentator is like the count, and then the bell rings, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, I was very confused watching this. As was I. I guess the ref was counting one, two, three, four, like. Right, but you don't. You think like the re- the the commentators would be like, "Sean's got till a count of ten to get back in the ring," and then the referees at seven. Like they didn't yeah. even show the referee counting. No, I'm still skeptical if he even did count at all. I mean, these refs have been shady all night. So that, you know what? Great call, Kyle. Great call. Maybe they should get a job in AEW. Nice. Nice. Rick Knox yeah. probably on the call for this one. Or Horseface. Or <laughs> uh, Sean's already in here. Um, but Jose and Vader. So Cornette wants a or this match to be restarted because of course you can't win the title on a count out. Right. So they're like, right. all right, we, we'll we'll, we'll continue the match. I guess. From Lex Luger's SummerSlam ninety four match. There we go. See, we're learning. We're evolving. Here. Are we? They fucking celebrated it like you won the title with the fucking well, balloons Vader's, and the confetti. Vader's a big dumb idiot, you see. So you got to take that into an account. Yeah, but Jim Cornette's uh, a smart guy. He's got a tennis racket. Well, you see, he restarts the match. He gets the, he gets the match to continue. Um, at some point, he gets on the apron with his stupid racket, tries to throw it to Vader for Vader to use, but Sean takes it. And smashes Vader and Jim Cornette with it several times and gets himself disqualified. But Jim Cornette wants another restart. And they're like, Sean's like, all right, let's keep going, I guess. So another restart happens. Fucking Sean Gorilla hits a Monsoon. sweet chin music. Gorilla Monsoon is really just, he, he's letting the inmates run the asylum, I think. He really is, right? He needs to get some goddamn control. Gorilla Monsoon, more like Spider Monkey Monsoon. Oh, it's a small monkey. Yeah, but Gorilla Monsoon's not a small monkey. He's acting like a small monkey. What? How? Because he's got he throw- small balls. Is he throwing his poo? Yeah. I must have been edited out on my peacock. I think that's what T.L. Hopper ate in the pool, was Gorilla Monsoon's ah, poo. The old, I wish he would have been on the show. I would have loved the T.L. Hopper match. It couldn't have made anything worse. That's for sure. Come on. Um, T.L. Hopper versus Aldo Montoya. It's a fucking uh, main event in any city. Money. Money. They can both write books together and not uh, give them to people. Would you? Um, ra- <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Would you rather watch T.L. Hopper, Aldo Montoya, or Jerry the King Lawler, or Jake the Snake Roberts? If you had the pick oh, give me, Give me T.L. and Just Incredible for sure. Right? Yeah. Anything. I'm with you on that. Were you surprised that Vader kicked out of the super kick? I was. 
I was very, even though he telegraphed it because he like great, he like put a digit inside of Sean's asshole to brace himself for the kick out. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, yes, I was very surprised because I feel like that had never happened. Uh, Diesel did it at 11. Wow. Why don't you just make me look like a silly goose there, Matt? Sorry, you just said I just I sorry. I'm not trying to be the I'm trying to be the the right guy, but I remember it because later on they both hated that idea of Diesel kicking out of HPK's finish because it killed the match. Mm. Which match was this? WrestleMania 11. Right, that's what killed the match. That's what killed it. Not the I mean, having it in shitty. Hartford and Pam Anderson and. Jenny McCarthy and Delty <sighs> and Bam Bam Bigelow. I guess things could be worse when you put it that way. It could be. Then, right, what is, what's wrong with Jim Cornette? We're going for a Vader bomb. This is how we won at the last month's show. Mm-hmm. But it's never, never a good idea to go all the way to the top rope. Goes for the, because Vader wants to really stick it to Sean. He doesn't want just a second rope Vader bomb. He wants a top rope moonsault. Does he though? I feel like Cornette wanted the top rope moonsault. He just wanted the Vader bomb. Well, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, okay, but Sean's Sorry. way too close. First of all, like he's right under the turnbuckles. The moonsault's not going to hit him. I'll tell so. you what, though. To, to Vader's credit, he would have hit him. He would have caught him a little bit with the head and maybe upper collarbone. Yeah, that would have been. That's impressive for a fucking four hundred fifty pound dude. Vader's got a great moonsault. I'll give that to yes. him for sure. I mean, it is the most devastating looking moonsault that there is. So all the credit to him for sure. But apparently Sean's moonsault is just a little better on this occasion. Uh, because his moonsault sucks. <laughs> it's good enough to win a WWE title match. Sucks. Apparently. Vader's moonsault misses. Sean goes for a moonsault to capitalize on a standing Vader. It lands on him, gets the quick pin. And Shawn Michaels, the most flamboyant, the most charismatic, the most electrifying, <sighs> is still your reigning WWF champion. So everyone's happy. Jose Lothario's happy. Everybody's celebrating. The boyhood who's dream. Who's really The boyhood who's really dream. Oh, stop with the fucking boyhood dream. It's finally come true. And it continues to be true. All the are you, the click, the click, everybody in the in the in the crowd, it, we're all members of the click. I'm not. I don't want to you're be not a, a part of the click. You're not a click member? No. Definitely not. We're definitely still we're we're he's he hasn't lost a smile yet, has he? No, he's still smiling. It's coming. Don't worry, buddy. Don't worry. Can't wait. Don't worry, buddy. It's coming. Well, I have not lost my smile because it's always a pleasure. Getting together with you, talking some old wrestling. Any other thoughts on SummerSlam 96 before we pull this train into the station? It's just a, uh, to know what's going on in WCW at mm. this time and to, to, and to know that this was what they rolled out. So WCW is not great at this point either. The NWO is, is still, I mean, it just got started, but it's still like, we're still cooking a little bit. We need we, yeah, it but, needs a little bit more time in the oven. But Hogan has already been revealed as the third man, so that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like that's come on, dude. We sat through a fucking Jerry Lawler, Jake the Snake Roberts match in 1996. <laughs> come on, okay, WCW has has fucking Scott Norton and Ice Train too. You know what I'm saying? They have their uh, yeah, I Mike know, but Enos. Like, but don't you dare disrespect mean Mike Enos. Mike Enos can suck my Mike Enos. Like right? what? Doesn't um doesn't Hogan win? Oh, I don't. I don't want to. Hogan is the play. champion at this point. He already beat the giant at what is Road Wild, Hog Wild, Hog Wild. This is a week or two after Hog Wild. And Hog Wild was a fun show. It was better than this, I'll say. Ray Mysterio, look, just Ray Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon to start off that show is a, no offense to Savio and Owen Hart. I'll tell you this though, because I just recently watched Hog Wild. And don't I you dare put Savio and Owen Hart good- over Ultimo and Ray. Really? That that match wasn't that good. What about the the twenty seven minute Crispin Wadine Malenko match? That was a chore to get through. Really? Yeah. It was like one of those matches that's like, is it? It's. I I feel like this should be good, but it's just it's just a bunch of moves happening All for right. thirty five minutes or whatever the hell it was. All right, fair enough. But I mean, just to, like the NWO was taking over wrestling, and then I got to sit through fucking Jake Roberts and fucking Jerry Lawler. Yeah, at least Mark Henry's here, though. The Olympian. USA. And ho- USA. Hagen, Hagen pig. Yeah. Those those pesky pig farmers. They're they're wacky. Oink oink. Right. I guess. Look. I am curious. I wanna I do want to see what happens on the night after though. I wanna I might watch Raw before. Do it. You won't. I do what I want. All I do is watch old wrestling. I don't want to fucking watch wrestling now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, this era of wrestling was definitely a shining star in the history of the sport. But speaking of shining, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, where can everybody find you, listen to you, and taste you, and all that stuff? Wow, the tasting. Well, the Shining Wizards tasting, it happens every Monday night live mm-hmm. on all forms of Shining Wizards social media at Wizards Podcast across all platforms. Um, and then wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, just throw Shining Wizards in, and you'll see the uh, logo with the, the four of us there. Uh, YouTube.com slash The Shining Wizards. If you want to watch, uh, if you want to uh, s- uh, stimulate your brain with a little visual uh, podcast action. And then, you know, you mark, you look at your beautiful calendar. And no, every third Monday, this guy. Well, HJC action. HJC will be in the house. Uh, talking whatever the hot topics of the of the week are. So, you know, if you don't get enough apron bump every Wednesday when the podcast drops, you know, every third Monday of the month, Kyle will be a part of the Wizards. Woo! Look at that. Who's, I mean, as it's it, yeah. Uh, I was got who's winning your uh your uh your your battle here between WCW, ECW, WWF right now. Ooh, I mean, after this show, I don't know if this show would really change much, but. Oh, we'll definitely see. Stay tuned, folks. Oh, I, did, I like teaser. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Come on. Let me ask you this, because I would do this because I'm such a fucking loser. Um, I I know you're going to buy yourself a belt, whoever wins. Correct. Are you are you do you maybe skew the numbers a little bit towards a belt? Maybe you want more <laughs> than another. I don't know what you're talking about. I because like, I, I know I would because I'm like I don't need a fucking big gold belt. See, okay, I this I is don't just own me any personally. belts. Okay. I own zero belts, so this will be my first belt. I will tell you this: there's I would love to have the Intercontinental belt, 
I'd love to have the big gold belt. ECW, I'm not as emotionally tied to that, but look, if ECW is doing pretty good, like right now, currently WWF is in the lead. Okay. And now you're just going world title or any belt? Any belt from that company. Okay. Because I also, I don't own any belts. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, my, never wife, really... my wife got me one, and instead of, like, she got me the big gold belt, and then she put, like, a bunch of important dates as the side plates, like our wedding and when we first went. Oh, that's And fun. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then Tony got me, like, this Breath of Hitman Heart one that I have over here. Hmm. Let's see it. Grabbing his belt. What's he got? Ooh. Ooh, the, the, the big eagle. Style belt with Brett Hitman Hart on it. Yeah, I like it's it. Pretty, it's pretty sharp. You just have that at the ready for whenever you it's need just, it. It's just, I, uh, I got a lot of shit, Kyle. Seems like oh. that was just right behind you, like ready. It to is right behind me. <laughs> in case somebody comes in to challenge you for it. No, I just don't have, I don't have any room in my office. Hmm. You sure you like, couldn't move some of those wrestle buddies somewhere else? have like there's no room kyle you can put them in in, the bedroom uh there's no room in the the bedroom i can't put my wrestling stuff in the bedroom my wife won't allow that what if you like hide it underneath the covers so our bed has like a big draw like a dresser underneath it yeah and my side of the bed is full of all wrestling stuff too (laughs) (laughs) you're a psychopath it's bad when handsome kevin came down for the he came came and stayed with me over the summer, I had a big mm-hmm. barbecue, and I was like, "This is the wrestling room." And he's like, "Dude, you got a lot of stuff." I was like, "Yeah, come on in the bedroom. This is where <laughs> some more stuff is." And I'm like, "Come on in the closet." He's like, "Bro, you got a fucking problem." Dude, I'm like, yeah, I have a lot. I of completely stuff. get it though. Like the only reason I don't get into that stuff is I know it would get out of hand. Like the only stuff I have are gifts. Like I have, I don't know if you can see it. There's a Macho Man Funko Pop right here. All right, I got Tatanka right here somewhere, somewhere over nice. there. Just random stuff that I get. As gifts, I don't know why Tatanka is the one thing that I have, but Tatanka rules, there. dude. He's got really juicy thighs. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Tatanka's thighs? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't really taken a deep dive into his thighs. I always was a fan of the little patch of red on his hair. Oh, well, maybe that'll actually be the HJC tonight. Is uh, right. Tatanka's thighs? All right, all right. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to study up on it then. I'll send you some pictures. Ah, you're the best, man. I love you, and I love being a part of the Apron Bump Park podcast. The wow. hardest part of the ring. Yeah. Can you hear my cat in the background? Nope. I'm going to put a bullet in his head right, right back. Wow, that seems aggressive. Yeah. I don't know how to end shows sometimes. Um. Oh, I get- would give SummerSlam 96 one thumb up. My ass. Is that what you do for mid shows? Um, that's a good question. Thumb up, thumb down, thumb up your ass. I think thumb up your ass would be. Is it the best or the worst? I guess it depends. Well, it depends. Are you put like how it, when you start putting digits in your bunghole? Uh, right. You know, are you going? Is a thumb? Is that like? Eh, and then are you doing like? If you can get like three in there, is that like a like a great show? You do five star melts or a whole hand? Yeah, I guess. Like this, this show is not worth a fisting. 
That's the headline of this. Not worth a fisting. No, SummerSlam like you, you're not yeah. like watching SummerSlam 96 while someone's fisting you. Because it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. If you're getting fisted in the middle of a Jerry Lawler, Jake Roberts match, you're just you're losing you're just losing interest. Nothing's working. Once again, thank you to Matt from the Shining Wizards for joining me on this show. Like I said, always a good time having Matt on. It's always a silly, silly time, but uh, we have fun. We like to have fun here. Uh, go check him out. Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. All of the all of the socials will be in the description below. Of course, as always, what else is there to do but hit that jingle, Bartholomew. WCW, ECW, WWF, who's the hardest promotion? Eric or Vince or Polly? I think we can agree, though, it's mostly shit. Alrighty then, the hardest promotion battle of 1996 continues. What does that entail? Well, let me tell you. Let me walk you through it. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll be sharing my screen so you could visually watch what we're talking about but if you're in audio land daddy will uh, talk you through it as well basically we look at the three major north american companies we look at wwf wcw and ecw looking at the year of 1996 up to this date so uh august 18th 1996 and we uh we look at the best and the worst whether it's the pay-per-view quality whether it's the in-ring the roster the out-of-ring stuff you know, gimmicks, characters, promos, storylines, what have you. We look into this all, and each each category has its associated points or negative points, penalties, some may say. Um, but we'll get into it. As of right now, WWF is in the lead with 14 points. ECW is in second with six points, and WCW pulling up the rear with two points. First things first, let's grade this show let's grade wwf SummerSlam 1996 from a scale of s to f s being one of the best shows of all time f being uh, a show that i'd rather uh fall down a well and starve to death slowly than watch so SummerSlam 1996 what are we thinking what are we thinking gang my gut says c not a great show. You know, it's not nearly as good as In Your House 9, I would say. Not as good as King of the Ring. These are these all got Bs. In Your House 8 got a B. WrestleMania 12 got an A. So, yeah, this is definitely probably... Now, I'm looking at my screen here, and I don't see what I gave Royal Rumble. I would have to scroll up. But I think that could be a good gauge. I think this is better than Royal Rumble. I would definitely, I would definitely say this is better than Royal Rumble. Um, let's see what I gave Rumble. I gave it a C. Maybe a bit generous, honestly, but I think definitely not a D. SummerSlam is definitely not a D. I think I'm gonna throw a C at it. I think this would be like a C plus and Rumble would be like a C minus, but we ain't playing pluses and minuses here. So we'll throw a C at SummerSlam. Now, what does that mean? Well, we look at the three companies down here in this tab. And we see which company has the highest average pay-per-view grade. Still, WWF has the highest grade with a, uh, what is that? WWF with a 3.88, which I believe is like a C+. Plus. WCW has is WCW has 3, which is about a C-. We got ECW 2.82, which is 
I guess like a D plus. Jeez Louise. But WWF is still in the lead here. So we go back to the scoreboard. And we'll see if anything changes here. So best overall average pay-per-view grade. Still WWF. So they maintain those six points. Best pay-per-view. WrestleMania 12. It's only one graded an A as of now. So WWF maintains that two point. Uh, those two points. Worst pay-per-view, WCW Super Brawl. WCW maintains that negative one point. SummerSlam was a weird one, but definitely not worse than Hogan versus Giant bumbling around for forever. So, in-ring. So now we're taking a more overall macro look at the companies. Which company currently has the best in-ring product? Currently, we are tracking WWF as the best. It's very interesting. Um... So WCW has the cruiserweight division. That's about it. <laughs> like, I guess like, you know, the main, like you got flair and stuff like that is, is okay. Um, ECW, we got, you know, we, the hardcore stuff, but you also got some, you got like Scorpio and Jericho, even though he just left. Um, but we also got to like take into account the entire year before this, right? It's not it's not necessarily like just this moment in time. It's more we're, we're, we're trying to see across the whole year of 1996. By the end of this, it's going to be the entire, view, entire year of 1996. Who's doing the best? Um, or is it? Or is it just like a moment in time thing? No, it's, it's, it's across the entire year. We're still kind of working out the kinks in this, but best overall in ring WWF. I mean, the in ring stuff wasn't necessarily bad on this show for the most part. I wouldn't say that was the issue. I think WWF kind of, I think they'll maintain this one for now. That may, that may change. Um, but the in ring is still pretty solid from top to bottom. I think at least more so than WCW and ECW at this point. ECW is close. ECW is good, but there's just a lot of garbage, a lot of garbage kind of weighing it down, I think. So WWF will maintain these four points. Best match, Sean Diesel at In Your House 7. Yeah, no match on this show is better than that. WWF maintains at two points. Worst match, Ultimate Warrior versus Goldust at In Your House 7. The question here. Was Jake Roberts versus Jerry Lawler worse than Ultimate Warrior versus Goldust? Both matches were a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of character work versus actual wrestling. Both were really drawn out. Both really didn't accomplish much. I think... Lawler and Roberts. So we're just taking into account bell to bell, really, I would say, right? The thing with Ultimate Warrior and Goldust is that all of those shenanigans happen in between bells. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, send me some hate mail if I'm wrong, but it was just like a bunch, bunch of nonsense in between bells, whereas Lawler and Roberts... There was a lot of stuff before the bell, fucking Jerry Lawler's stand-up routine, 
Then you had like a shortish kind of match. And then there was the whole Jack Daniels stuff after the match. And I think Warrior and Goldust still holds on to this. That's my gut reaction. Because Lawler and Roberts, you know, they're playing, you know, the DDT is over. Jake Roberts is playing to the DDT the entire match. Lawler uses underhanded tactics to win. He's a shitty heel. So there's like some solid psychology within this. Whereas Warrior and Goldust, I can't really conjure up any positives about it. So that's my logic. It's going to be WWF either way, so it doesn't matter too much. Um, but I think we're going to stick with Warrior and Goldust for negative uh, one point. So roster, star power. We're tracking WCW as the best currently. Have there been any changes since Hogwild, in between Hogwild and this show? I don't think so. None that have... Um, materialized on screen at least so i don't see any reason to change that so yeah wcw didn't lose anybody i don't think no one important yeah i think wcw holds on to that they maintain those four points wrestler of the year sean michaels man see like in the match like he's doing good stuff right he's a dick sean michaels is a cunt like there's no if ands or buts about it but we're talking wrestler you know now i guess this this isn't just in ring this is character this is in ring this is the whole package right i don't think Shawn michaels has a particularly great package as a character at this point i think he's very hateable I think he's, he's he looks like a dick. Especially with how he acted in this fucking main event here, man. He's having good matches. I guess the question is who who else would overtake this? Do we throw like the NWO? Do we throw like Hogan? Do we throw Kevin Nash because he's done a bunch of stuff this year as Diesel and as Kevin Nash? Do we throw like a Rey Mysterio, maybe a Dean Malenko, a Shane Douglas from ECW, a Taz, perhaps? RVD, Sabu, Pitbull, number two. Wait, which one's the bald one? Pitbull, bald. This is a tricky one, man. Undertaker, ooh. You know what? Do I throw Mick Foley in here? I'm I'm inclined to do that because let's let's remember he started the year in ECW and was doing great shit. All those legendary like the Kane Dewey promo. I believe that was 96, right? Um, just all the stuff with being like the corporate guy in ECW, like begging for his job back in WCW and like the matches he had. Um I don't know if he had any like amazing matches in ECW, but his character work, he had some pretty good matches. And then now we're here in WWF and now he's completely changed his character. And now he's in a great feud with the undertaker. The only, the, the, the shining star from this show, I would say. 
Dude, like, I don't want to look ahead, but we got mind games coming up. Nah, dude, I think we just get ahead of the curve here. And because it's two different characters, I'm just going to put Mick Foley. But, ooh. This, 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 now we have run into an issue which I have not encountered yet. Which company do these points go to? I guess it's got to be a character, right? I guess we can't take into account. Or do we just go with who the guy is with at the end of the year? Man. That's a pickle, huh? Or do we just split it? Give one point to ECW, one point to WWF. I think we might have to. That's going to throw off the points. I'm going to need to redo like these formulas that I have in here and stuff, but um, whatever. Well, we'll just keep it at McFoley for now. We'll figure it out as we go, but I guess WWF and ECW. They're going to throw off the deal here. Yeah, whatever. Um, whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But yeah, I think McFoley as of right now is in, is probably the wrestler of the year. Now that's this may change. We got some year left. But that's what we're that's what we're looking. Ultimate Warrior is currently who we are tracking as the worst wrestler of the year. Now, I think I talked about this last time, but Warrior is just not present a lot this year. I mean, March-ish to like I don't know what was it, July? Something like that, right? like a third of the year. So I, I don't think he will sit here when it's all said and done. But what he did was also horrendous. So that's also something we got to take. Do we throw Jerry Lawler in here? I would kind of like to throw Jerry Lawler in here, to be honest. But again, he's not super present, you know. Or is he? I don't know. Um... See here, just looking at my notes, seeing if anybody else stands out as like bad or um no, no one else. I think we'll keep Warrior. I think eventually this is probably gonna get taken by somebody in WCW or ECW. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. We'll just keep WW. We'll keep Ultimate Warrior here so they keep that negative one point. Out of ring. So we're talking gimmicks, characters, promos, storylines. Best overall, ECW. As yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep that. Mankind and Undertaker is great, but that is pretty much it. So ECW has a, a really just a top to bottom. And WCW has the NWO, but NWO, we talked about this in the podcast, I think. Um NWO is still in the oven. Like, it's not, if you eat it now, you're going to get salmonella, is what I'm saying. So, ECW, I think overall, it just has a more, uh, a more complete selection of stories from top to bottom, in my opinion. Um, and a lot of strong characters, too. Shane Douglas, Taz. And then here, the next, the next category, best character and storyline. We're tracking Sandman and Raven as the best right now. Does Undertaker and Mankind take this over? Is the question. Is the question I pose to you. Is what question I pose to you, the audience. Um, 
That's a good question. I would say like the matches have been better with Mankind and Undertaker. I think the overall story might be better with Sandman and Raven, though. And really, this category comes down to the storyline itself. I don't know. This is another one that could change. I'm, I'm inclined to keep Sandman and Raven here. We're going to do that. ECW maintains that two points, but Undertaker and Mankind, as that evolves, we'll see if that overtakes it. Worst character storyline, Dungeon of Doom. I think Lawler and Roberts might. Ooh. I've, I've spoken about this before. The Dungeon of Doom has become more of a passive stable. Like, they're not, like, the forefront of the company. Like, they kind of are. I understand, like, the Giant is was the world champion. But as a faction, like... They don't do that much. I don't think there's a lot of offensively bad stuff that they do, honestly. Um, now that they've kind of faded into the background. Dude, I'm going to put fucking... Do I, just, I might just put Jerry Lawler, honestly. Because the stuff with Warrior was also bad. I'm just going to put Jerry Lawler. Fuck it. WWF gets negative one point. WCW gains that point back. So we got some we got some moving and shaking going on here. That concludes it for this one. So wrestling. So I think when it's split, and I'm I'm probably gonna pose this in the Discord. Which by the way, I think I forgot to plug that. But join the Discord, why don't you? The Apron Bump Discord link in the description. We have a good old time there. Um, I might I might pose this in the Discord and see what other people think. But I'm I'm inclined to split the points. So it'd be like one point to WWF and one point to ECW. If that was the case, our new standings our new standings would be WWF twelve, ECW seven, WCW three. So things are tightening up a little bit as we um, get into the fall here of '96, end of summer. So lovely stuff, lovely, lovely stuff. You love to see it. Um, that's about all daddy has for you today. I don't know about you, but I have had, I am, I have boiling hot diarrhea about to come out of me. So I'm going to have to end this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you all. Appreciate all the support and all the smooches and all of the, uh, airtight farts that you guys send me in Mason jars. You know that, you know, that old gag You fart into a jar and close it. And then the guy opens it and it's, Oh, look, it's a fart. Like, I appreciate you guys sending me those as well. It's always appreciated. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. Uh, (laughs) thank you guys. Goodbye. Love you all. I'm hard.